0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickison. I'm the host for today's podcast, and for those of you tuning in, it's good to have you with us today. At the end of this, if you're blessed and encouraged in any way, would you subscribe, possibly share it somewhere on social media? That would help us get the word out that we're doing this, and it's a blessing to people. Okay, so Sunday, we talked about poverty. We're in this series called Elephants of the Church, talking about these four big subjects that are big things churches need to talk about, Christians need to know about, do something about, and the problem for all of them is God is calling each of us to do something about it, to respond in some way or another. So I read you this verse out of Matthew 25, where on the last day, on judgment day, Jesus says, I'm going to separate people on my right and on my left. And to those who do good, I will bless them and call them into God's kingdom. And to those who didn't, I'm going to say, away from me, you evildoers. And here in this passage, Matthew 25, verse 40, it says this, the king, that's Jesus, will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And I love that verse because essentially what Jesus is saying is every time you help somebody in need, you're not helping them, you're not helping the community, you're helping me. And he wants you to get his face imprinted on them. Again, this is image bearer language. The whole idea, again, that human beings, all human beings of all educations and wealth and status... All of us have been made in the image of God. Therefore, we are precious and loved and adored and valuable and worthy of honor and dignity and respect. And so... I say that because I shared this story with a young man who was in my last church, my youth group, his name is Murphy, and I love him to death. And I reached out and said, Murph, could you just write your testimony in your words so I could share your testimony with my church? And I read you part of that email, but I didn't have time for all of it. And I thought it would be really good to share the rest of that insight with you because I asked Murphy the question, what things did Christians do right that you would encourage? And I also asked him, "What, what are some things that maybe the Christians didn't nail? And I was a part of that, by the way. He didn't specifically Point out where I did good or I didn't, but I would be in the camp with all the people from my last church who poured into Murphy's life. Here is some of what Murphy said. I thought it was really insightful. Let's unpack some of this as we go, right? He said, Most Christians we interacted with, with the exception of my personal friends and some of the pastors, he met me, (laughs) didn't really know what to do with our family. We felt the weight of being a project for a lot of Christians who didn't ultimately want to. to sink the time and emotional investment into facilitating long-lasting kingdom change. We were given to generously, but it was sometimes done in ways that were disempowering. And when we weren't given things we needed, it was cited on more than one occasion that we were just too much, air quotes. If I could encourage Christians to do a couple things, it would be these. Then he goes on and lists some things we'll get to in just a moment. So first, what he's starting to get to is most Christians don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you know that you don't know it. And so one of the things that's good for you to realize is there are not quick fix to big, hard topics. There are, you're not gonna hand somebody a meal and fix their poverty situation. You're not gonna pay for somebody's rent and fix their poverty situation, which is one of the reasons why we do support things like Family Promise. And their goal is to take a family and walk with them all the way into um, a healthy environment where they can stand on their own two feet. They hold them accountable, but also resource them. And, And organizations like that are far more equipped than, say, you or I in our individual lives. But he didn't say don't do anything. He said there's some really good things that people did, and all of them in some way or another played a part. But here's one of the things he says. Number one, he says eat meals. Murphy literally goes on and says, eat meals with those who are on the margins. The social theology of Jesus' table fellowship should be a pattern we replicate in the lives of those who society writes off. When you sit at the table with someone who is different from you, you give them value and you invite them into actual community. What a powerful statement from Murphy. It goes to what I said on Sunday about connecting in small groups and how it's the great equalizer for all of us. It's supposed to be the one place where I could sit with anybody of any nationality, any language, any social or status or anything like that, and we're all the same. We're all the same because I need Jesus, you need Jesus, and I love you, and you love me, and here we are. And that's important. But here's just a great way to do it, and that's around a meal. I'll add to what Murphy says real quick, and that is I read a book years ago called Under the Overpass, and it was two guys. I think one was a pastor and one was a Christian friend of his. And they went to three major cities. I don't remember all three cities, but I think think it was Phoenix. I think it was Phoenix, Boston, and Denver. I think that is accurate. And uh, they literally lived on the streets one month in each of those cities. Um, They 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 refused to reach out for help unless it was absolute desperation. They were dying. They were going to the hospital. That kind of thing. But otherwise, they would suffer through it like everybody else. And there were some hard moments. And one of the things they said, just advices they give at the end of the book, so powerful, was they said, you know, um, handing out money can be um, dangerous sometimes. But some of the most powerful things you could do is just look at somebody and say, can I buy you a meal? And if you have time or if not make the time, go in and just sit with them. Because so much of life has stolen dignity from these men and women that it's just powerful to look at somebody and be with them creating community and saying, I love you, God loves you. It's so much more powerful than just handing somebody money and sometimes not even helping the problem. You know, they may or may not have another addiction outside of that 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 money gets spent on. So, number two, don't make people into projects, Murphy says. Relationships aren't worth building just because of what they might become. Jesus valued those around him even as he knew they didn't get it and possibly they would never get it value people for who they are and not just what they can do in the future if they change. Man, that was so powerful. That was convicted me when I read that. Because again, we in America, we love our TV shows, right? Our um, extreme homemaker, home, whatever, makeover edition. That show's not even on TV anymore, I don't think. But you pick any DIY show you like, right? We love our fast food meals. We love our quick fixes. We love to do things. But the reality is lives change slowly over time. In fact, that was Murphy's story. If you were to read this whole email he sent me, that was his story. He's still unpacking some of the damage of his childhood and things that he was taught and things that were done. God is still graciously leading him. I mean, we are, um, I don't know, 15 years after when I first met Murphy and, uh, but God is still teaching him. He's on a journey of faithfulness and fruitfulness in his walk with God, and we have to know that going in. I, I played a small role for a small amount of time in Murphy's life. You may do that too, but it's going to take God over a long period of time, so quick try, quit trying to find a quick fix and realize loving people means they're going to disappoint you at times and stay with it, and that's actually his third point. So, his third thing says stay Stick with people in hard circumstances. Don't look for the quick fix, but anticipate there being a long haul. These people often needed community around for a long time so that they knew those people wouldn't leave like most of the people in their lives. This is an invitation to a whole life, life on life kind of discipleship that is slow but extremely powerful. All right, as we're wrapping up our time today, I just thought Murphy's advice was such good advice for all of us. Is there anybody in your world might be a cousin or a a sibling, perhaps a parent or or a neighbor. Is there somebody in your world that is just going through a season? They're going through a hard time. And God is calling you to be present and engaged and patient and long-suffering. Did you know it's actually one of the Bible words for patience is actually long-suffering, suffering suffering for a long time, uh, in order to love them and redeem them and show them the value that they have in Jesus Christ for who they are today, not who they might become? If, if not, if you're like, I really don't know anybody like that, Pastor, that's okay. Then maybe, just maybe, God is calling you to come alongside a ministry that does that, like a Sheltering Wings or a Family Promise or a Hope Healthcare or a Wheeler Mission. Those are all local to our communities. So if you're listening to this outside of the greater, especially west side of Indianapolis community, that's fine. There's something in your community. Maybe it's time for you to just reach out and say, look, I'm convicted. I need to help. Where do you need me? And as God stirs in your heart, the only thing I would ask is don't put it off. Don't wait a week or a month or a year because the next thing will come up and you won't do anything. Right now, right now, send a text, send an email, make a phone call. Just stop real quick and take an action that might move towards change. Love you guys. See you next week.